It's the Brian and Kendra Show with Brian Cook and Kendra Cox of Keller Williams Realty Elite. I am Kendra Cox. I'm Brian Cook. Between the two of us, we have over 30 years of experience. Sharing real estate tips and advice right here on Classic Hits 107.3. Hey, it's the, um, what is this? It should be the Brian and Kendra show, but I guess but it's going it to be, <laughs> I was thinking on the way over, I think we're going to call it Land with Lively. <gasps> the Lively Land Show. <laughs> now let's just leave it to Brian. Just the Brian and Kendra show, yep. but he's not here again. That's all, right. That's all right. He's not here again. Okay, so um, I have no idea what I'm doing. Somehow I even have the the Facebook thing going in my hand, and I don't I don't know how to do it because you know I'm not cool like that. So the Brian and Kendra show. We talk about real estate. Keller Williams Realty Elite. I'm Kendra Cox. I am a broker associate with Keller Williams, and you are my guest. But you're my co-host, Hugh Lively. I'm glad you're here. Well, it's good to be here. <laughs> you're don't lying, make, Don't make you? me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't sure I would get you to say yes. I had a backup plan, but I wasn't oh, going to tell yeah. you because I was afraid that you wouldn't show up. Well, I wish I knew you had a backup plan. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's going to be good. I've been wanting you to do this for a while. I know. You'd been after me before. <laughs> I'm not pushy. Don't say it quite like <laughs> yeah, that, okay? Right. I only get paid to nag Brian. All right. So for real, though, I'm pretty excited. So you've been in real estate since, I don't know, I think you started 14. around 14. Yes, ma'am. So I remember my first transaction with you was a big one. Do you remember? Yes, ma'am. And we lost it, didn't we? We lost it and got it back. We did. And it was so fun. I think that everybody ended up happy. I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I hope so. Yep. I think that was a beautiful property. It was, a, it was. It was in town, but it had yep. some acreage and yep. a nice barn. And a pool. big, beautiful, yes, pool. Beautiful home. Super cool. Super, super fun. Yep. So um, Brian is watching us from Alaska. If you wanted to um, go ahead and, and get on to him now for not being here and making you be on the show. The kids will play when the boss is gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I have not played this week. In fact, like at first of the week, I thought, man, things are going kind of slow. I can handle this. And then like, I don't know, Tuesday happened and I was like, oh, and then Wednesday and today, oh, my Atlanta. Good. I think we're going to be all right, but thank God he's coming back to work. You are coming back, right, boss? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah, yes, I've already set him up for some um, appointments on Saturday. Oh. Comes home and he has to go to work, huh? I mean, I think he likes it, so I think it's okay. I think. I bet it is. So, all right, so... um I, I did Brian's statistics that I always make fun of him for, and I probably can't keep making fun of him for those. Um, I'm probably going to have to stop because it turns out they're kind of hard for me to do. I just, um, I really, you know what, they don't bring me joy for one thing. <laughs> and I mean, if you can't, if you can't um, enjoy what you're doing, don't do them, right? Maybe right. not. I mean, whatever. Okay, so interesting. You and I were just talking about this last week. There were 68 active listings in the 73801 area code. Branson, do you want to guess how many there are today? Were you listening a while ago? I wasn't. He wasn't listening. Okay, Branson's going to guess. I have no idea if people can hear you or not because I always do this to you. I don't know why you don't just keep a microphone. Like, you know I'm going to bother you over there. You're not going to get to work in peace. (laughs) Not when I'm here, Branson. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So how many? um, Last week were 68 active listings in the 73801 area code. How many do you guess that there are today? 71. 71, he says. No. 
I wish I had one of those. Yeah, that's a terrible sound. I'm sorry I did that, y'all. 63. God, Hugh, man, he's like right here. <laughs> he's got it. All right. So there are two new residential listings um, since last week. And, and I had talked about one of them on on the air with Mike, I think. So cute. Is this darling little house. Mm. Has a little shop. So sweet. Went under contract last night. Like on my way home, Good. I saw the email. At the stop sign, of course, is when I did that and um, yeah. was like, dang, this is exciting. I think I even called the seller to be like, dude, we did it. It was so fun. Hey, boss, I still got it. That's the important part. Okay. All right. Residential pendings for 73801. There are 26. So last week there were only 22. So we're seeing some things have gone under contract. Um, and then for the whole Northwest Oklahoma, and this is the part I really don't know what that means. Like, I don't know if that includes Fort Supply or like, I don't know. I assume it's Fort Supply, Laverne, Moreland, Shattuck, Sharon. I really don't know what Brian has in that little part of his saved um, data research. But 39 as opposed to 34 last week. And there are six new pendings in Northwest Oklahoma. And there were six residential closings in Northwest Oklahoma. Oh, also, that's the other part I didn't tell you. All of this is residential. And so that has us at the number of closings for the 73801 area code at five. And this is my favorite number. Like, this is so exciting. The months of housing supply. This is not exciting if you're a buyer. <laughs> Just FYI. This is only exciting if you're the seller. So the housing, um, months of housing supply is 3.78. That's super. It I, is I super. don't know that I've ever seen it that low. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't really know because this was never a number that I paid attention to because it's numbers, <laughs> not fun, not people, not, I mean, they don't laugh. I don't know. They're kind of dull to me, but, um, but this is Brian's game. And so I was trying to keep it on. How'd I do? Yeah. Can I keep my job? Great. Done well. Sweet. Okay. Now he'll probably come back and be like, I don't know what you did. That's all jacked up. It's probably gonna be like six months next week. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, so that is that. Um, do you want to tell me, like, I'm going to totally put you on the spot. Why did you start real estate? To be honest with you, I was bored. I love that answer. <laughs> Are you bored now? Well, not quite so. <laughs> no, because real estate's a, a funny different. game. Is it, it is. different than what you thought it would be? Yes, it is. It's it's a little more time consuming than I really thought when I started. I was wanting something to do part time, and it is part time. And part I think time all the time. It's part time all the time. Exactly. Yep. And I think the part that surprises so many people is how it is all on or it's all off. Like yep. there's really exactly. not. Yeah. It, you, it is truly feast or famine. Yep. And and if you want to do anything, then when it's famine, you got to be busy. That's I right. Meant feasting. Yep. Sorry, I said that backward. When it's famine, you're usually trying to bust your tail to try to find the work. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting thing, too, that so many people don't recognize. Yes. Um, but then also, so Hugh, you're from... You're from the Northwest Oklahoma area. Laverne, where I was raised, or born and raised in Laverne, Roston area. And then you have um, a lovely daughter. Oh, you have a lovely wife, too. Do you want to tell us about her? <laughs> yep. <laughs> have my wife, Eris, and my daughter, Micah, which she's a, a nurse practitioner. I can never Laverne. remember the right words. I was trying to think of it myself. My son said, what do I call her? I'm like, um, 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 you call her whatever you want to. That's why I don't <laughs> You just be respectful. But but Micah is fantastic, and I'm super proud of her. Yep. Whenever I saw her um, posting that she was taking her courses and doing all these things, I thought, well, of course you are. She's you, done well. She has. You Good know, she kid. gave Ethan swimming lessons when he was a little guy. Did really? you know that? No, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. I'm probably both kids because they're the, basically the yeah. same, you know, but – um, but I remember he would come home and he'd be like, he didn't know who she was. He said, that blonde girl at the pool, <laughs> she said, because he was just a little guy. He was so tiny. I don't know if you remember. He was such a little, little guy. 
doesn't look anything like now. So cute and so sweet. And he goes, that blonde girl at the pool, she said, I sink like a rock. <laughs> I said, you do. Just there like her dad. <laughs> nothing on him to keep him buoyant. Like, is that the right word? Yep. I mean, there's that, that child, he did. He sunk like, I don't think he probably sinks like a rock now. But he also is a super strong, strong swimmer. Like, it was, it was tough for him to great, swim because great. he was so... I, I never was a very good swimmer. No, I no. lay on the bottom of the pool. Yeah, exactly. That's all <laughs> Ethan could do. So anyway, so I but I think so highly of Micah. Love her to pieces. Thank you. And then you've got a darling little grandson. Yep. Darling, if that's the right word. Henri. <laughs> that kid's a pistol. Yeah. I busy. love him. He's busy. He's hilarious. He and I watched cartoons one day on his phone after church, not during church. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just making sure everybody <laughs> understands. I don't watch cartoons during church anymore um, very often. Anyway. Absolutely. So fun. Super bright kid. So, all right. That's your family. Glad you're here. We'll take one break and then we will come right back. It's the five hours you spend in the kitchen mastering your famous recipe or spending quality time with your family. Other insurance companies may just see it as a house. It's not just a house. It's your home. Hi, I'm State Farm Agent Kevin Kanzler, and I see your home as the time and memories you put into them. I understand what your things really mean to you, and I'm here to help give them the protection they deserve. My office is located on the corner of 13th and Oklahoma and Woodward to call me at 580-256-2216 for your home insurance today. Homeowners and business owners, do you want to know how to extend the life of your home or commercial building? Call APC LLC in Woodward. APC specializes in installing high quality, five inch and six inch seamless guttering and custom commercial guttering. Whether it's a small system or a large system, APC can help. Call APC LLC at 580-571-2384. That number again is 580-571-2384 for all your seamless gutter needs. This is Todd McHugh, Jackie Jones, and Flora Castro with Woodward County Abstract. Thank you to all of Northwest Oklahoma for letting Woodward County Abstract handle all of your real estate closing and title needs. We provide real estate closings and title insurance for all of Northwest Oklahoma. Pasen a verme para todas sus dudas y preguntas sobre bienes raíces. Con gusto les explico el proceso y estoy disponible a cada paso de la transacción para asistir con lo que usted necesite para cerrar su contrato. We appreciate your business. CoverZone is a multi-generational company serving Northwest Oklahoma in commercial and residential needs. Plumbing, air conditioning, heaters, refrigeration, sewer and drain cleaning, backhoe trencing, and crane service. And they are your geothermal specialists. Contact them at 580-254-5864 or stop by 116 East Main Street. And we're back. And you notice I did not make you start us out either time. Great. I made Mike, didn't I? Yeah. I was like, no, no, you listen all the time. You tell me what to do. Like, you're like, hey, like he'll text me. Be like, hey, I heard what you said. That was ridiculous. Like, I mean, come on. He didn't text me. He texted Brian and I. I'm always like, why are you throw me under the bus with my boss, man? I tell you. Anyway, so see how good I was to you? Yep, you're nice. Thank you. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Thank no? you, Kendra. Okay. I meant the you're nice part. All right. So let's talk about this first. So you are um, you are a very qualified realtor. You You've sold a heck of a lot of properties and you've done a fantastic job. And so I always call on you whenever I have any land question, but really you're as qualified in residential. So I wanted to hit on that real quick um, because I don't want anybody to think that I'm putting you in a box. I am not. And also whenever I say that, when I say putting you in a box, people probably hear putting you in a box. (laughs) Either way, nobody's in any boxes. I think that's wrong. Nobody should be contained. (laughs) Um, But for reals, like you are, you're very, 
you're equipped to do just about anything is my guess because you also have some commercial background. A little bit. I'm, I'm probably not as comfortable with it as I am residential or land. Uh, I've owned ranches and this and that, owned model properties and kind of have some ideas about mm-hmm. About the land end of it and legal descriptions and all of that. So let's talk about legal descriptions. So whenever I started a million years ago, there was um, somebody in in the office that I worked with, and and he must have very quickly caught on. I had no idea what a legal description was or what to do with it. And absolutely precious, sat down and explained everything to me. Kendra, this is um, this, this is a section, this township, this is a range, this is how you write it, this is what you do, da-da-da-da. So tell us a little bit about a legal description, which I think is awesome that we talked about surveys last week, legal descriptions today. What is that? Well, legal description, unlike like on residential in town, you're box, or lots and blocks, and in the country, you're ranges and townships and sections and quarters and quarters and quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, the state is actually divided in three quarters, well, several quadrants. It's got a, a north-south at the Cimarron Meridian, which mm-hmm. is in the Panhandle. Then it's got the Indian and the north-south about the center of the state. It has a, and I don't know what they call that one, a baseline on the southern edge between Tillman County and whatever county's north of that. Mm-hmm. And it's all based off of that. Uh, where we're at right here, uh, we're on the, the west uh, meridian and the north-south line. We're on the north. Once you get south of that, that baseline, you're on the south line. You get out into Beaver County and it's, uh, it's ECM, uh, east of the Cimarron Meridian. Right. So that changes. Each township range has 36 sections in it. They're numbered from right to left, dropping down one through six, drop down to seven, going right back the opposite direction. And it's just crisscrossed across the plat map on each section and township or each each township range to get 36 sections. Originally, when the school land, and I, I don't know when all that took place, but ever thirty section thirty six was set out to be school land oh. originally to, mm-hmm. to pay for the schools. Okay. Uh, the rent, you know, they didn't sell any of it at that time. The rent was the income for the schools is where all that originated. I from. did not know that. That's yeah. interesting. And on a legal description, when you're talking about the northwest quarter, the northwest of the northwest, <laughs> when you actually go to look it up, you kind of have to read that backwards. You do you, absolutely. You have to start at the end of it to figure out mm-hmm. what quarter you're in and then back off of that to what quarter right. that you're in to, to come with the last mm-hmm. quarter you're in. So you, you start with a, a section of 640 acres. You go back to a quarter, which would be 160. Mm-hmm. Then you go back to a 40-acre track for the next quarter and then a 10-acre track for the next quarter and just keep going if, if it goes down that low. <laughs> um, but you kind of hope not. <laughs> right. Uh, it gets pretty divided in it that, really does. that area. Absolutely. You mentioned Beaver County. So um, I, I know for sure that you sell land in Beaver County, Harper County, Woodward County, probably Ellis County, too. Yes. Where else Where else do I find you working? Well, that's that's probably the main main ones. Uh, I, you know, I've had some plumbing in the northern part of uh, Harper County. Uh, just sold a, a deal up there not too long ago. Uh, some out in Beaver County. I've, I have two listings in Beaver County right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in Woodward County, uh, bigger land track, um, but but just kind of wherever. So one of the things that one of the things I love about Northwest Oklahoma is how quickly the terrain changes and um, the geography of our land. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Yes. Um, and and that's one of the things that you and I talked about. So when you're out in Beaver County, it's a totally different environment than Harper County. 
than, and even West and East Harper County looks vastly different, in my opinion. Yeah, so probably, how does that affect prices? Well, quite a little bit. It's, for some reason, it seems like Beaver County is a little softer than maybe Woodward or Harper County, and then Harper County is softer than Woodward County. And most of that's due, I think, to the population is a big part of that. But a lot of that is the, the CRP acres in, I don't know what, what the numbers are in, in uh, probably as you get farther on out, like in Texas County, would be higher. You get into Beaver County. There's quite a few acres. Mm-hmm. A lot of that's sure. coming out because they're they're backing off of what the uh, actual price you can you can enroll it okay. in the CRP program for. It was, you know, I've got a deal right now that I'm thinking about was up around thirty eight dollars, and they they just renewed one contract. Well, it dropped to thirteen. So oh, a wow. lot of them are cho- choosing not to go back in the CRP program. And go ahead and utilize the grass or whatever they want to do it, and in turn, that has probably created some of the land to come back on the market that would have stayed sure. in the CRP program as right. long as it's getting a, you know, a, a pretty good ticket for it. What What was the purpose? Of, I don't even know. I mean, CRP is a type of grass. Well, yes, I don't know what it's, it's for. A, it's a conservation uh, program. Oh. Is basically mm-hmm. what it was. Back and I don't know when is it this started. Like from Dust Bowl? Is this like to no, keep the ground? No. It's not like that. No, okay. there, there's been two or three that has done the, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, CRP was a program when the wheat prices back in I don't remember probably the late seventies, <laughs> mid seventies. I don't know when it even happened when they started CRP somewhere along in there. I think uh, they were the wheat prices went south. They were trying to get some of them acres out of cropland mm-hmm. that. More the hydro, highly erodible uh, okay. country that was probably not the best farm ground mm-hmm. and get it back into the grass program. Um, and that was a way of trying to get the farmers to do it is, is pay them to uh, put it into grass and, and let it set uh, versus going ahead and farming it. Okay. So with the CRP program, like I'm asking questions that you're probably like, golly, this girl's an idiot. But <laughs> no. this is, I mean, this is way out of my league. Yeah. This is stuff I do not and I even tell Brian, man, I'm really not good with land. I, I like I prefer to to pass that on. I for a long time, um, I would pass it on to other agents and say, "Hey, this looks more like your ticket than mine." <laughs> and and the thing is that that's challenging with that is, um, as a commission based agent, land often sells higher than. I mean, your land sales are often higher than maybe a residential sale would be. And so sometimes that was hard for me to think, okay, I'm going to hand this over. But I know I stink at it. I know yeah. I do. So what do you do with CRP? So is it just keep the land? Like you don't do you put cattle on it? You, no. It just stays. The, it's it's a government program, and, and they've at times they will let you, and it depends mm-hmm. on drought. And, and okay. the years it's droughty, they will let you hay it or sure, okay. put cattle on it. But that varies from year to year on on how the, how the CRP – the way it's origi- was originally set up, that nothing could be on it mm-hmm. for that ten year, ten year period, as far okay. as I understand. But in, when we've had years that we got droughty, that they needed more hay or more place to run their cattle, uh, the government's come in and said, "Okay, you've got certain period of time mm-hmm. that you can graze it." Um, and that's another thing. A lot of it, where it's been in in the program that long, the fences have fell down. There's no fences on a lot of it. Right. That's another thing. When you go to sell it, sure. you don't have any fences on it now. So that that kind of hurts the value of it too at some point. So let's talk about fencing. How how does one know? So fencing, cross fencing. Like I'm not even really 100 percent sure what the term cross fencing means, but I see that thrown around in write ups about 
um, about land. But so who owns fences? If, if you're bordering with a neighbor, tell me a little bit about some of that information. Well, the, the fence lines, um, each each farmer or each rancher or whatever, however the may be, have to have their own fence. Usually when you walk up, say you got a, a mile of fence between you and your neighbor, mm-hmm. when you walk up to the fence, kind of the the old cowboy rule is when you walk up to the fence, everything to the right is yours, everything to the left is his. So when he walks up to his side, it's vice versa. Okay. Um, and, you know, they'll either take care of their half or they'll say, let's just go together and somebody will build it. A lot of times mm-hmm. when you build your own fence, you put the wire on your side of the fence. Um, if they build it together, chances are they hired somebody and he's just going to put it in and sure. probably all going to be on the same side. Um, as far as cross-fencing, and that that kind of varies uh, from pasture to pasture, depending on how big your operation is. Uh, if you've got, a say, a 4,000-acre ranch, you've got to have them divided into different pastures where you can you can keep the cattle from being concentrated in one area and then they just graze the grass and ground and then all you got is weeds um, and that way you can kind of move them around rotate them gotcha. uh, from different pastures which again helps to conserve your land because yes. you don't want to overgraze right. and, and you want to have a healthy amount of vegetation right i i think yeah <laughs> i'm just saying things as i think yep. about them i'm like yeah that sounds smart how'd i do <laughs> you did well yes <laughs> you did okay good. so let's talk about um water rights Water rights, mineral rights, land rights, surface rights. Wind rights? Yeah. In 2010, when the wind energy first came to town, they was trying to sever the wind rights off Mm -hmm. originally when the first contracts came out, I guess is probably Mm -hmm. the way to say it. Right. And I don't know... Who all stepped in? Uh, I think the OCA had quite a bit to do with it, but rather That'd be than the Oklahoma Cattle Association, Cattlemen's uh, Association. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Rather than doing it like they did the mineral rights back years ago, where where the minerals are a lot of times severed from the land itself. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than doing that, it it was creating some problems. People were trying to sell their wind rights and not mm-hmm. sell their land, or sell their land and keep the wind rights, mm-hmm. and it was going to create a big, big problem. So I think in 2010, the the uh, state of Oklahoma had some kind of legislation to stop that where mm-hmm. the wind rights cannot be severed. Um, the water rights, yes, they can be severed. A lot of times that hurts the price of the value of the land if you sever the land or the water rights off um, and not, you know, and usually that don't happen unless it's a, a rural water development or a matis. Sure. Municipal. M- municipal. Yes. They're uh-huh. uh, trying to buy the water rights so they have like City of Woodward or any of the right, towns around right. to have water for their own own use. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't want you drilling a well into their aquifer because you could pollute it or do something like that. Most of the time they'll give gotcha. you a tap where you can get it mm-hmm. water. Uh, but that still hurts the, the value of the land. If you want to decide you want to irrigate someday, mm-hmm. you can't get irrigation water. Um, and there's, there's several – drawbacks to severing water off but but it does happen and it, it has to in in certain instances uh mineral rights and surface rights the the surface rights are basically down through the water zone mm-hmm. if if you if you sever the mineral rights off it starts at the pay zone of any any oil and gas zone okay i think the 
the surface rights include uh, gold mining or or uh, any kind of mining, pit mining or uh-huh. water surface uh, okay. water rights down to the base of the water is how the water rights kind of ties in there. I'm literally having to think about this and put pictures in my head. Like, I'll probably have to listen to this again and again before I work on this article to put in the newspaper. Because, I mean, really, this is kind of beyond me. Yeah. And, and again, that's why I don't, don't, play, don't play very much real estate with land. But we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Connie Rowland in the mortgage department at Bank 7. Bank 7 is a full-service bank with over 40 years of combined experience. Melinda Russo and I are a dynamic duo team committed to making your loan process smooth. With a variety of loan products, we would love to sit down with you and discuss your loan options in person or we offer online and over-the-phone application processing. The Woodward Branch is located at 34th in Oklahoma. Find us online at mortgage.bank7.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Bank 7 is an equal house. Housing lender NMLS 677297, phone 580-254-0100, where our best investment is you. On Point Land Survey can take care of all your residential, commercial, and industrial survey needs. This family-owned and operated business proudly serves Northwest Oklahoma and Southwest Kansas. These lifelong Northwest Oklahoma residents with over 19 years of experience are ready to serve you with the latest equipment and capable trucks to get your job done. Call On Point Land Survey today at 580-256-6757 or at 1918 Main Street in Woodward, Oklahoma, or visit their website at onpointlandsurveyok.com. Professional, trusted, local. For 150 years, Sherwin-Williams has been an industry leader in the development of technologically advanced paint and coatings. As the nation's largest specialty retailer of paint and painting supplies, Sherwin-Williams is dedicated to supporting both your do-it-yourselfers and painting professionals with exceptional products, resources to make confident color selections, and expert personalized service that's focused on your unique project needs. Sherwin-Williams is your neighborhood paint store. Stop by and see them, 2101 Oklahoma Avenue. Or call them 580-256-5861. All right. We are back with the Brian and Kendra show. But instead of Brian and Kendra, it's Hugh Lively with Keller Williams Real Estate. Um, Keller Williams Realty Elite. I can't believe I just did. <laughs> I don't know who I work for, y'all. I just know I work. But she does work. <laughs> Thank you. Say that one more time, too, just in case the boss is listening. All right. So we're with Keller Williams Realty Elite. I'm a broker associate. You also um, are a realtor in our office. And so we've been talking a lot about land because that is something that I know that your background is heavy in and, and I know that you can school me in it. And so um, that's always the purpose of the show is for me to be schooled. Isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah. I signed up for this. It's cool. All right. So let's talk about, um, I think water is so important. It seems like we tend to have so many dry spells up here. And I hear so many people that say, I want to, I want to buy land. I want to build a house. One of the things that alarmed me in the last couple of years, I realized, oh my gosh, there are places that, that you cannot get good water or you just about can't get water. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah. And, and that varies from area to area. Uh, I was talking to some folks today about that very same thing. Um, water, to get a good water well, and that's going to vary when you get in certain areas. You're going to get uh, jippy water. You're going to get water that's not real good. Your places you don't get water where the red bed is already on top of the ground. Um, you the the water sits on top of the the red bed basically, and when you hit hit red, you're you're out of it. Uh, you get in around the river, and you're going to get a lot of water in places, uh, but it's going to be some of it's going to be really hard. Um, but Water's going to kind of vary from area to area, and also you need to probably test it once you do get a well and just make sure it's good and clean and you don't have any problems. Um, but the amount of water, you know, 
in places you can get you know some, a lot of irrigation wells you hear of a thousand fifteen hundred gallon a minute water uh, irrigation wells and then you get into um, areas that you can't get water period or maybe a uh, hundred gallon a minute's a good well but uh, you know you get into places you won't get but two or three gallon a minute and two all right so real quick just i think we only have about a minute minute and a half left um I don't want to talk about price per acre because that varies depending on where we are and what kind of land is selling. But, um, but really, we do kind of see some ranges. I mean, it's. I think that I don't think I understood before, so I assume that means not everyone else understands. But before real estate, I did not grasp that price per acreage, price per acre on a small acreage is can be considerably higher than price per acre on a large acreage. Most generally it is, and most of the time on a small acreage, it's going to be something as a home site or something here in town for, uh, you know, a, a little house setup that somebody might give mm-hmm. more per acre for a, a small track. Um, you get into the ranch country, and you're going to get into some that's that's going to be quite a bit cheaper. Uh, you get in the middle of the range, um, just a nice track of farm ground you know depending on how the ground is and what it is whether it's sandy whether it's a good loamy ground or uh, good dark material uh, just to kind of depending on the areas you're in what that what that land value is uh, used to you could see quite a difference between grass and farm ground and anymore there really isn't much difference hmm. most of the time between farm ground and grass that's interesting uh, to me that might vary a little bit from where you're at but Real quick, give us your phone number. If somebody's got a question about land, how do they reach you? 580-334-8852. All right. Thanks, you guys, for joining us tonight. Thank you. Hits that make you feel good. Classic Hits 107.3. KLSI, Moreland Woodward.